Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I'm Andrew Houghton, sitting in the studio for Coulter Nuanez today. Coulter had some important business to attend to. Uh, getting married right about now, or perhaps already uh, tied the knot by now. So congrats either way uh, to the couple Coulter will be back with you on Monday, breaking down a couple uh, great FCS playoff games in the Treasure State, North Dakota State at Montana State. What a matchup that is for the second round uh, at 1 p.m. at Bobcat Stadium tomorrow, and then the nightcap, Delaware at Montana, 7 p.m. at Washington Grizzly Stadium. If you miss anything in the first hour, you can always find it on the Nuanez Now podcast. It's brought to you... By the M Store, the MSU Bookstore, as well as Blackfoot Communications. Coulter and Rajim Seabrook jammed a little smarter dumb on the NFL. We also caught up with Grizz Hockey star Case Balk. So thanks to Jeff Safford for that interview with Case Balk. Second hour, we're about to get to the chick who doesn't know sports. Uh, We'll also hear a little bit more from Rajim Seabrook, as well as an interview with NDSU quarterback Cam Miller. Without further ado, let's have some laughs. You ready to get canceled? Can't wait. This is hilarious because uh, we're recording this on a Thursday, and you're listening to it on a Friday. While I am sitting up at uh, in the Mission Valley getting married, and uh, so maybe I'm getting canceled while I'm getting is married. Is this a, an announcement? Oh, yeah. I'm telling them finally. That's okay. why I'm not in studio. It's the Here last thing I'm ever telling comes you. the bride. Yeah, last thing I'm ever telling you about my personal life. Uh, so exciting. Yeah, thanks. I'll uh, be hiding in the bushes watching. <laughs> All right. So, Chicken Does No Sports here on ESPN Radio. Special Friday, no Coulter edition, even though I'm talking on the mic. Uh, Carolyn is in studio with us. First of all, thanks again, Buff City Soap. Uh, it still smells nice in here. We had a couple extra soaps that they, they gave us for our party the other week. Yeah. And uh, it smells delicious. Like uh, I don't have um, their specials up and, right now. Oats and honey. It's okay. It's like I always tell people, it doesn't really matter what the specials are because they always have specials. Just go in there and hang out with them. They can put bundles and packages together for you. You're so right. They always have... Great little packages that include some soap, some body oils, some shower oils, some bath bombs, some shower bombs, all sorts of fun stuff. But you know what they have this weekend? What do they got this weekend? $10 body butters, scrubs, and shower oils. $10. Mm. Load up. Those are great stocking stuffers or put together a cute little basket. If you don't, if you get the body butter, don't leave it in your hot car in the summer. Oh my gosh. It did you melts. do that? Oh, okay. <laughs> it smells nice though. Uh, I bet. A, it's a delightful melt smell when it does it. But well, uh, speaking of your car, they also have car air fresheners in their scents, which is pretty cool. So I put one in, I put narcissist in my son's mm, car. Good one. Because his car smells like a teenager. So now it smells like a narcissistic teenager. <laughs> Buff City Soap in the Northgate Plaza. Up on North Reserve, um, they take very good care of you. So head on in there, get all your holiday needs. And they are going to have specials now through the end of the year. 
you missed our special Wednesday show where uh, the Delaware Blue Hens are coming to Missoula to take on Montana and football on Saturday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Last time they were here was in 1993. So we played all the the best number one hits from 1993. Do you know what my favorite one was what on that was list? What was your favorite one? Meatloaf. I would do anything for love. <laughs> I played that as the intro song for Scott Guernsey, who was in studio. And he was just looking at me. He's like, why are you playing? I haven't seen Scott forever. He's like, why are you playing this song for me right now? I was like, this was the number one song. Last time Delaware was here, I was like, oh my gosh, I knew I was having flashbacks to the bodega. Oh, so that song, I was a freshman in college at Northern Arizona University, and we would just blast that song in the dorms. It was so, it just brought back so many memories. When I, I was a little kid, and I listened to that song, I didn't get it. I mean, why you got to pull your age situation here? Regardless, I didn't get it. Do you get it now? No. What won't he do? <laughs> Well, I have my theories I can't say on the air. Well, okay. I'll tell you later. It's quite a rock opera. A little <laughs> meatloaf for you. What do you want your intro song to be today? Um, I want it to be Meatloaf. That, we're playing yes. it again two days in a row. We can't lead the five o'clock song um, with Meatloaf about, two days in a row. What um, about the Mariah Carey Christmas song? Oh. All I want for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you sound just like Mariah. That's, Thank that's you. Good. You should hear when I try and hit the high notes. Oh, my God. It's pretty good. Uh, what a weird... Life Mariah Carey is sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how famous she was? Yes, she still is. I mean, she still is. But like in the early to mid 90s, she was like one of the most famous people. Do you remember in her wedding world. dress when she married that Ta- music producer? Yeah, that's why her life's been so weird yeah. because she like married the head Tommy, guy, Tommy, Tommy Mottola. Mottola. Yeah. He was like the record producer that was producing all the stuff. And then he's like, yeah, I found this great teenage singer. And then he was like married to her. And you're like, what was happening? Yeah. And then she wrote um, her a beautiful song, a bunch of beautiful songs when she got, when she divorced him and found out he was like a horrible person. Yes. So, and then he went on to marry a young Span or I think a Mexican singer who was like he found a Mexican pop star who was also sixteen or seventeen patterns and then married her Jeez. and I'm not sure if they're still together. Yikes! Well, he has a type. M- Mid nineties Mariah Carey is is my ultimate dream yeah, girl. Yeah, she's <laughs> I mean, she's Chef's Kiss. She was the first, first girl where I was like you know in, a kid and still be like. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? I want to be that. That's who I want to marry. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, she was pretty cute and then she kind of turned into a diva. Well, I mean, it happens. Yeah. I tell me about it. Greatest pipes of all time. I mean, how could you not? Who's better? Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey? Pure singing. Mariah. I think, I mean, to me, she's the greatest singer of all time. Yeah. Uh, Just in terms of pure vocal talent. She's, the range. The range. I mean, I mean, that those high notes. Incomparable. Yeah. Check it out those sports here on ESPN Radio presented by Aspen Sound. All right, what do you got? I have been waiting all week to talk about this. I know you have. Corey Perry. Contract termination oh from gosh. the Blackhawks for unacceptable conduct. The rumor mills have gone wild. Uh, we're definitely getting canceled. Allegedly, he slept with teammate Corey Bedard's mom. Connor Bedard. I thought it was... Oh, yeah, Connor. Sorry. I wrote down Corey. So to fill those in that don't <laughs> follow the hockey, hockey's the, the... I think in the modern age, the, the sport that caters towards prodigies the most still. Because the NBA has the rule where you can't go to the NBA right out of high school. You have to go to college for a year. Most guys go for a couple 
the NFL, you can't go until you're in your 20s. Like, you have to stay three years in college. Baseball, same thing. If you don't go right out of high school, you got to wait three years. Hockey, if you're good enough, you can go. And, and I Connor mean, Bedard's the prodigy. I mean, of, Connor Bedard's yeah. the prodigy of right now. I'm, I'm looking at his bio right now. He's born in 2005. Oh, my God. <laughs> so That's the year I got married. The kid literally just turned 18. Wow. And he's, I mean, he's he's a phenom. He's, he's, he's one of the great players in the NHL already, and he's a teenager. So how old is his mom, do we think? Oh, my gosh. So that's the whole deal. So his his teammate was... Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, the guy got cut. Connor Bernard said that guy's not on the team anymore. But here's the thing. The GM of the Blackhawks said this has nothing to do with a teammate or his family. That is what it's they just said. A, just a queaky it's dink? Just, so do we know for sure that they were hooking up? Uh, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Is Connor Bernard's mom hot? That's the question. Hot is a... Uh, and is Corey Perry married? I don't know that either. I'm just trying to... Connor so, Bedard's mom is fine. Is she fine or no, is she fine? she's just fine. Okay. Not my thing. Maybe she has a great personality. Sure. So apparently this all went down on their mom's weekend. I guess the Blackhawks players and their moms go on like a retreat or something. And I guess... I don't know when this was, but... Mom is 44. Okay. Go. Connor Bedard's mom. <laughs> yeah, I guess. She's still got it. Um, Cordy Perry, to be fair, is 38. Okay. So that's not so bad. It's not so bad. I wonder if Connor Bedard's mom is married to his dad or not. That's the weird Does part. Connor Bedard want Corey Perry to be his stepdaddy is what I want to know. <laughs> I, don't, I think he's, he's cut. <laughs> the thing is, this isn't the first time this has happened in pro sports. Tell me more. When LeBron James was first in the NBA and he was playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers, his number one teammate was Delonte West. And then Delonte West started dating LeBron James's mom. What? And then Delonte West was promptly traded, and Delonte West now is like a homeless person on the side of the street. Nobody really knows if those two things are correlated or not. I think Delonte West had a lot of mental things that uh, got in the way, but... Uh, the demise started when he was uh, getting after LeBron's mom. I mean, I think... I mean, LeBron's mom, when he first got in the NBA, LeBron's mom was like in her early 30s because she was a, a young very, mom. very young mom. I just think it's common sense to not date your kids' teammates or like your kids' friends. I mean, this is just something that I, I think I mean, Larsa be, Pippen, here we well, are. Right. She's doing it though. You said you're into that now. I'm not you opposed to it now. You gave her the approval. Well, you should see them on Real Housewives of Miami. Oh They're pretty god. cute. I, I promise you, I won't. <laughs> well, oh my god! Yesterday I was sitting at my house and I was just trying to do some work, and my wife is watching the Kardashians. I know. I've been and watching it's just it too. Like it's awful. Chloe and Tristan Thompson. I'm like, just get out of here. What are you guys doing? And Tristan Thompson is dumb as rocks. No, and he, and it's like, some stuff is just, it, I can't believe that they keep going back. First of all, I can't believe I even engaged in this show <laughs> as much as I did for the five minutes I watched it. But I was like, okay, so let me get this straight. This guy knocked up another lady and then didn't tell mm -hmm. his wife mm -hmm. until the lady was about to have the baby. Mm -hmm. And That's also, a pretty cut and dry. And also it's cheated over. on Chloe while she was pregnant the first time and got caught. Okay, so then why would um, what is the rationale for not just being like, yeah, I know you're cut off. I'm never talking to you again. I don't know. I don't either. The Kardashians have do have a thing where they want all of their babies to have the same daddies. So I think she stayed with Tristan to have the second baby, and then, but he's still God. around. These people are so. And weird. I think he sticks around. Because he likes to be on TV. He's a clout chaser. Okay. Side note, 
He's from where I was born. Whoa. Brampton, Ontario. Really? I just learned this last night on Reddit. Because <laughs> I'm really, it just, it, I don't want to explain that. But yeah. Yeah. The thing that's crazy is that the Kardashians have so much money, but Tristan Thompson doesn't need any money. Tristan Thompson's made tens of millions of dollars playing in the NBA. Yeah. I don't know what the draw is, except she's just trying to keep her family, like, you know, she wants him to co-parent. But he has two other kids now from other women, and I'm just wondering if they have a relationship with the siblings or how that's all working. What an absolute disaster. It's just yeah. little sports here on ESPN Radio. Okay, so is there anything more to Connor Bernard's mom and this guy? He got cut, or is that just it? I'm just going to say something, though. I can't wait. I it, This could be a total rumor, and I would love to be hot enough as like an old woman like myself that someone would start this rumor. <laughs> I mean, we can start some rumors no, if you I want. No, I mean, I married, it's like, it's like not like that, but just like, hey, she's hot enough that this younger guy, you know? Yeah. Am I, can you cut that? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we just need a, an ego boost, okay? <laughs> hey, okay, well, I guess, uh, so there you go. Free will to start rumors about no, Carol the Chicken Snow Sports. I'm an angel. The funniest part is I heard about this. While sitting down, listening, uh, actually sitting down at Red's Bar, one of our fun uh, sponsors here at Nuana's now, and uh, some of your biggest fans are the the regulars down there at Red's, and they were t- talking about this, and they said, I need to tell you about it, and then I texted you, you're like, oh, I already know. I was like, I'm on it. I have been counting the know. minutes to crack the mic. Leading the show with That's it. That's right. All right, Chicken Does No Sports here on ESPN Radio. What else you got? All right, so Angel Reese from, that's Louis... What school is it again? LSU. LSU. I was going to say that, and then I always Louisville mess State up. State is what you were <laughs> no, going to say. I wasn't going to say that. Yeah, Angel Reese. Um, she was suspended for four games the last two weeks, I think right around Thanksgiving. What'd she do? Well, no one really knows. Some people mm. are saying her grades. Some mm. people are saying she needs attitude adjustment. Rumor has it her ego is so out of control that... So her coach is suspending her? Yeah. So Kim Mulkey's saying somebody's ego's out of control. She didn't that's say ironic. it. She won't. That's the thing. Kim <laughs> won't say anything. Kim will just say, I have my reasons. Don't worry about it. Hmm. She'll be back. All right. So that was kind of interesting that went down. But then Angel's mom and her teammate, I'm going to butcher this name, Flo J. Yeah. Got on a fight on Twitter over grammar and like and spelling and then Flo J's mom basically said well your daughter can't even get the minimum 2.0 to play anyway so all this went down on Twitter I think last week right around like right before Thanksgiving and so that added to it but Angel will be back tonight I think Thursday if Angel Reese is suspended because of her grades first of all good for Kim Mulkey for having uh, academic standards but just it's just a, a sign of the inequity between men and women because if there was a basketball player of Angel Reese's caliber at the reigning national champions in men's basketball, there's no grade checks. You don't think like, so? The boys' version of Angel Reese is never going to class once and then is getting drafted in the NBA. That is messed up. It's totally messed I up. I don't think it's grades. I think it's she's. I've heard through the grapevine. Yeah, all your sources. TMZ. That she um, has a major attitude. She she goes to school 100% online because she doesn't want to be bothered by people. Mm. She's too famous. Too famous. Um, I've heard she's just kind of, you know, not not very cool. Well, uh, if, uh, if Kip Mulkey suspended her because of uh, her actions and then... I mean, 
this is almost certainly Angel Reese is just going to come back and be the best player in the one of the best players in the country again. And then Kim Mulkey just looks like a smart coach. So I mean, I think they're going to do well no matter what. Well, that's right. Yeah. So I don't. But yeah, I mean, there's no stratification to women's basketball. That's it's why it has a hard time gaining traction because there's no. There's no, like, new faces to the party. Right. The best teams are the best teams, and they're just the best teams, and they're never going to not be the best teams. The hierarchy of powers is so strong. Well, and Kim is so amazing. I mean, that's so, right. The coaches yeah. are so powerful. Kim yeah. Mulkey and Gino Ariema and Tara Vanderveer are just, they're just so powerful. Yeah. But I think it's and good. the other part is that women are so much different than men because all the best players will go play on the same team and figure out a way to coexist. Yeah. Guys can't do that because they all think they're the best player. Well, clearly, if this was an attitude problem, there's an, an issue within the yeah, team, probably. So for sure. It wasn't just like Angel Reese was too busy doing Amazon Prime commercials. <laughs> I think she was probably getting diva, like getting a little Mariah Carey action, there you, you know? Go. All right. So we'll see what happens. She's playing this weekend, though. So you know no sports presented by Aspen Sound. Aspen Sound, a great place to go get an automatic car starter now that it's freezing cold outside, but be sure to call ahead. Aspen Sound, they're on Broadway here in Missoula. What else you got? Okay, so I'm going to go back to hockey, but not scandal, unfortunately. Okay. Senators and the Panthers played... Um, Where do you get all your hockey news? TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so they were playing... Isn't that illegal in Montana? Nope. Okay. Um, so they were playing their sport and uh, a couple players got in a fight and then a couple more players got in a fight and then it was like the biggest fight you've ever seen. Punching. They The refs would like break them up and then they'd like get back to it. The refs ended up giving everyone on the ice a 10 minute penalty. Wow. And so they could not play. Well, I don't know what This happened. happened at the Grizz game in uh, the, the Sac State night game. When? A couple they, of they, There's a uh, November 4th they, uh, there's a big scrum on the sideline after a kicker turn, and the rest emerged from it, and they gave everybody on the field a personal foul. And then they have to go sit in timeout? For- no, in football, it's just that if somebody else gets another personal foul, then they're thrown out of the game. Okay. It felt to me like when I tried to parent my kids, and I'm like, move, like get out away from each other, and then they keep coming back. And then I'm like, no, you go to your room, you go to your room, everyone's in timeout. I really felt for those refs. It so felt- all the guys on the ice, but then they get, all the backups get to come I guess and the so. game still I didn't goes. follow up, okay? I of, didn't course really you, of course you didn't. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. Well, Everyone it, it, got it a timeout. Is, it is pretty funny. Timeouts I, for everybody. It's You should find the video, though. It's pretty funny. I mean, it. I'm. I, why is hockey so aggressive? Ooh. Like, it's known for the fighting. Is it just because it's allowed, basically, up to a point? <laughs> yeah, and just because that's just the culture of hockey. Yeah. It's just weird because Canadians are so nice, you know? That's and, true. And so are, like, Do you think mid- they're, like, Surrey at the end of the night? Or? <laughs> so, the Midwestern people are so nice, too. And, like, most everybody in the NHL is from either Minnesota, North Dakota, or Canada. You know who's so. not nice? Corey Perry. Hey, yo! <laughs> okay. Well, Connor Bedard's mom might think so. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh... All right. We haven't quite got canceled yet, so I guess we should keep going. What else you got? Tyreek Hill. Yeah, good job. He plays for the Dolphins. That's right. Um, He, I guess, on Monday or whatever night they play, he... Played last Friday. Last Friday, he... First Black Friday game in NFL history. Oh, that's exciting. He scored a touchdown. He did. He scored two touchdowns. Very excited, and he grabbed a camera from an NFL cameraman. Okay. Um, and he, he did like a selfie and danced around and da 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 da. Sure. The cameraman Kevin Fitzgibbons, yeah, is uh, suspended for at least the year, maybe for good, from being an NFL 
cameraman now. Why? Because he didn't, because he let Tyreek Hill take the camera. Or he like gave it to him. Well, I don't know if he handed it to him or if Tyreek Hill grabbed it from him. Mm. But he, um, he, he, he might have lost his job over it. Huh. And now that's a bummer. It's a bummer. And you know who's upset about it? You. Me and LeBron. Why is LeBron upset about it? Because it's BS. It is. I mean, it, it does seem like BS. Yeah. So I don't, I'm sure he'll get his job back because. Well, once LeBron speaks. That's right. That's what I'm saying. LeBron will fight for him, I'm sure. Or he'll be an NBA cameraman. I guess I don't understand why this is like controversial. I don't know either, except are you not allowed to celebrate your um, touchdowns, right? You're not allowed to like uh, they're really... a little bit looser than they were for a moment of time. There was a moment of time when the NFL freaked out about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like Randy Moss had his infamous where he like pretended to moon the crowd <laughs> and then he got traded. That's funny. <laughs> Chad Johnson used to be your boy, yeah. Ocho Cinco. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had one of the greatest ones ever. After he scored his second touchdown in a game, he came over and he had like a, a homemade Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame jackets for the oh, yeah, yeah. NFL are gold. It, and he like had a supersized yeah. one he put over. It's like Chad Johnson, Hall of Fame, 2000 in question mark. Love it. What so would funny. your dance be if you scored a touchdown? I've never scored a touchdown. I know, but so. what would your dance be? I love us and we don't dance. Come on. <laughs> nah. Let's pretend. This yeah, is just no, for fun. No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I would do the lawnmower. <laughs> or the sprinkler. <laughs> I wish you could see this dance right now. Uh, yeah, the uh, I don't, I'm not gangsters don't dance. We boogie. Okay. Well, um, I feel like you would do like the Russian dance where you like squat down and kick your knees out. All right, it's pretty good. That's what I. They have loosened up on it a little bit. It got out of control in the late '90s. Uh, the NFL didn't want the, you know that was when they were the no fun league. Mm-hmm. That's what they were oh, calling yeah. it, and. Uh, but they also had a whole bunch of brash wide receivers that were some of like the biggest spack talkers. And then they almost had the riot when the Cowboys and the Niners were playing because Terrell Owens scored and then he would run the ball to the middle of the field and stick it on the Cowboys logo. And by the third time he did that, then they were like actually fighting. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. No, I weird. mean, you should be able to celebrate within reason and show some, you know, class. Like the sprinkler. Like the sprinkler. Yeah. Or the Russian, what is it called? The Russian need kicking yeah. dance. All right. I think that's the official name. All right. Uh, Chicken Does No Sports, ESPN Radio. All right. What else? That's it. That's Great. all I got. You gave me 20 I, minutes. We got it. We hit it right yeah. on 20 minutes. Yeah. Good, good job. Thank you. Uh, have yourself a great weekend. You too. And, uh, you know, I hope you can endure all the rumors that are coming your way. No, don't. I was joking. <laughs> I just, I mean, just maybe you say. You can't I'm, joke. You're famous. <laughs> that's right. Maybe just say um, I'm like a model. Also, or, congratulations to us. We uh, we made it several weeks in a row now without talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. You know what we haven't talked about, though? What? Deion Sanders. Yeah, what about him? I just think he needs a hug right now. Well, he just got named the Sports Illustrated Sportsman Person of the Year. So oh, that's good. He's fine. But he's been losing. Yeah, well, duh, I told you this was going to happen. I know. I just really... Je- Deion Sanders is going to be just fine. Somebody in the SEC is going to get fired. Deion's going to get a new job. He's going to get paid like $100 million. So. I'm not worried about that. I just was like really rooting for this. You know? I just... I love me some Dion. Yeah, you still can. You just got to listen to your your friend over here who knows a little bit about sports. I told you that they weren't going to be any good. I great lessons in life. Pride before the fall. You can't go out and talk smack like they talk smack. I still think those boys are winners for having him coach them. Either way. Participation trophies here on the Chicken No Sports. (laughs) The things they learned, they will take off the field. 
That's true. That's what's important. Thanks for being here, Carolyn. Thanks for having me. Chicken Does No Sports, ESPN Radio, presented by Aspen Sound, the Hype House, and the Hot House, plus Buff City Soap. More with Rajim Seabrook, FCS Playoff style, right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultylaw.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Sorry, this is turning into an outcast show. Uh, blame me, I just love outcast. And also good wedding music, you know. You're on the dance floor, end of the night, been to a wedding, everybody's having a great time. Outcast makes a ton of great songs that are perfect for that situation. So anyway, back with you on Nuanez now. ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana and the ESPN MT app. Andrew Houghton filling in for Colton Juan, as if you hadn't heard by now. Big man getting married today. He'll be back with you on Monday. Got to get to it, though. Without further ado, Colter and Rajim Seabrook breaking down the playoff games this weekend. Here's my side of ignorance and stupidity for the week. <laughs> Rajim Seabrook kicking with us here during hour number two. What an opening, folks. What just, a great Justin preface. Angle, our good buddy, who's a University of Montana business professor and also contributes on the business angle, the overlay between business and sports, which is an endlessly fascinating segment here on Nuanas Now. He uh, is from New Hampshire. New Hampshire, yeah. Which, uh-huh. is, which is in New England. I asked him about Delaware under the premise that Delaware was in New England. He's like, bro, Delaware is not in New England. Please, <laughs> folks, if you could see my face, if you've listened to all the years I've been on air with Coulter, I always, I call him the cornucopia of information, like, so smart, I want to kiss his brain. And then you say something like this, so you funny. usurped my perception of you. <laughs> this is how you know that your brain really is a hard drive and sometimes it can get full or you need to, like, reallot it. Defrag it. It's so funny because I was telling Justin... I apologize, first of all. And then I was like, you know what? <laughs> what? I, I was like, sixth grade me would be so disappointed. Because sixth grade me could have told you, I could have drawn every single name of every single state on the map, written Dude. in every capital, like all of it. And and I'm just, I just, I just blew it. Sixth grade you was angry. 16 you, you 26 and so 36. Here's, here's what's funny, though. If you, Even now, if you would have given me the map, I would have been able to done the whole East Coast. Okay. Except Delaware. I don't know why. In my mind's eye, I thought Delaware was above New Jersey. Mm -mm. I didn't realize it's below New Jersey and above 
Maryland. Yeah, and I think I didn't know that. A lot of times Delaware often gets confused for being part of like Delaware's a city in Maryland, right? Right. It's it's its own entity and it just gets sandwiched and overlooked. Because it's a tiny little state, it's right? It's a tiny little state. 59 Delawares fit in the state of Montana. How about that? It's ridiculous. I also didn't realize I had it all screwed up where it was in my head. I somehow thought it was like right below Massachusetts and right like above Connecticut instead of being below no. New Jersey and above That's so funny. Maryland. And so then it also got me thinking like, okay, so then Delaware, I, I then I went on a whole deep dive and Googled yeah, yeah. like how far uh, Newark, Delaware is. That's where the University of Delaware is in Missoula to play. Montana tomorrow in yes, football. Yes, at Newark, Delaware is only like it's like fifty miles from Philadelphia. It's really close. It's only like two hours from Washington D.C. I, I my whole yeah, it's mind like, is it's blown. Like maybe three hours from New York. Like it's really close. Yeah, so I'm dumb. No, <laughs> speaking of smarter dumb. Hey, this is why this stuff's important though, because then you get you learn about University of Delaware, and then you learn about Delaware, and now I'm educated. Now I'll never get it wrong again. And folks, this is why we need to put money into public education. <laughs> or just, you know, give guys like me who, you stop learning about this when you're 14 and then all of a sudden you're 37 and you're like, well, I just forgot a lot of it. 17-year-old me was like acing the AP stats test. Oh, d- totes. And then you give totes. me the AP stats test right now, I'm getting like a 20%, you oh, know? Son, like, yeah. I'm sure your son's getting to an old enough age where he's, you know, he's 11, right? I, I can't do his math. And in two years, you're definitely not going to be able to do his math. Dude, I can do his math two years ago. <laughs> right? It is. It's funny. They tell you your whole life, yeah. you do math every day until you're 18 years old. And then, you know, we still do like pretty basic math in everyday life. But. I pay my taxes and I pay my bills. <laughs> That's, That's right. about as much math That's as I right. do. Rajiv Seabrook kicking it with us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Thanks for tuning in on this Friday. If you don't see me in the studio, it's because I'm not there, but you've been hearing me. On the radio, thanks to all of our guests so far. Uh, kids, let's talk about this game. We've been talking about it all week, but we haven't really talked about it much on this show. Delaware uh, comes to Missoula. The regionalization of the bracket is so funny because it's made for a lot of disadvantageous matchups in this second round, except for the two matchups for the top two seeds, and, that, and that's why you get the top two seeds. Mercer's got to go all the way across the country to play South Dakota State. And then the, the Blue Hens of Delaware, they got to come across the country to Washington Grizzly Stadium. So before we get into the details of what the Blue Hens are bringing out here, it, I, I think it's uh, that's why you do the work you did and try to win the Big Sky Championship so you can get the two seed and you can, you can get the team that has to come 2,500 miles across the country to Missoula. Yeah, places like Missoula should almost be criminal. And the fact that they have... <laughs> uh, you know, they say the Seahawks have the 12th man. Well, Missoula has the has the 12th, 13th, and 14th, right? We have this beautiful, beautiful venue. We have 20-plus thousand rabid fans, and we have this thing called Mother Nature who likes to mess right. with us this time of year. And when teams come here, all those three things become key elements and three extra forces uh, to be reckoned with outside of that salty defense and slowly and surely be more aggressive offense. So... I think that Delaware is in for a shock of their lives. They've not played in environments like this. Elevation always plays uh, plays tricks on those mid-Atlantic teams. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to bode well for Delaware. However, folks, I will say this. They are salty up front. They average over 300 pounds on their line. Yeah, that's right. They have a great running back who averages over seven yards per pop. Um, and it's going to be an interesting match because um, sometimes some of those East Coast teams, some of these guys are one step away from being out of Miami or Florida State. So it'll be an interesting physicality of matchup of intensity versus athleticism on both sides of the ball. The, the recruiting map out there is so interesting because I think on on – on one hand, the population base is so huge. So like you're saying, there's a lot of guys that maybe are just one step away from being at Penn State or Maryland or totally, Rutgers or whatever. Totally. 
Also, then there's so many schools out there, then I think that there's actually a lot less guys that fall through the cracks to the FCS level because you could go play at all the non-Power 5 totally. FBSs like Old Dominion and Coastal Carolina and, you know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. on down the line, pit, whatever you want to say. So, I don't know. It's, it's interesting, though. The, the Colonial Athletic Association has long had a rep as sort of a black and blue type league. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they are going to be big. When the crossovers and the playoffs come about, the Big Sky and the Missouri Valley are often way bigger than like the Southland Conference or the totally. SoCon or the Ohio Valley or the MEAC. The one other league that has the size that the Missouri Valley and the Big Sky has is the CAA. The thing that the Big Sky has more than any other league, though, is that the Big Sky has size and speed. Truth. The Missouri Valley has a little bit of speed, but mostly just size. The CAA usually only has size. Like, I think that'll be one of the things that people notice. I think Montana will have a significant speed advantage against Delaware. I think so, too. And I think they'll also have the mental uh, acuity to have more sharpness. I think Delaware, with their win, coupled with the fact that they, they've been in the news making uh, a jump to Conference USA, right. has been a distraction. That, totally. kind of, that kind of news during the week leading into a playoff game on top of the travel takes away from the momentum because the, 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 the pendulum swings to where you're going to be next year as opposed to focusing on right now. And I think as a program in a university and as a coaching staff, shame on them for doing that to those young men during this week trying to come into this university system. Like, why why do that to those kids? But folks, that's why... I- Pay attention to the news so you can talk right. about stuff like this. <laughs> no kidding, um, right? And I just, I just think like what a bad timing it is for for Delaware to be talking about these kind of things on top of being down to their third string quarterback. You mentioned Marcus Yarns, who's their running, their their primary running back, but he did get hurt against Lafayette. Not much. I don't know. It's hard to get news out of there, right? I don't really know if he's going to be back or not. They said that he might be a little banged up, so we'll see. He's a senior, though, so you expect if he can go, I think you will. I read what I've been I've been doing the same thing, kind of trying to scour, you know, their news outlets over in Delaware to get updates yeah. on him because he's a nasty little running back. Oh, I, like, is, I, sure. I like him. I like I good. like the way he runs, and to me, he's a key X factor in what would be Delaware's success if he were to be healthy. I think he's a running back that that could have some success against the Grizz. I'm not saying he's going to be an All-American on that day, but he's he's a good enough running back, and that offensive line is, is going to open up holes for any running back to run through. But this guy in particular has some great talents, and his yards per carry is a, is a very impressive average. You mentioned the third-string quarterback. Nick Minicucci is the third-string guy. They had their top two guys go down uh, with injuries against Villanova, back-to-back series. Sounds like the top guy could come back, but that's still sort of up in the air. If they're coming in here with a, a true freshman quarterback, though, that has made one start and played six total quarters of college football, that's a severe disadvantage for Delaware, given the atmosphere, you know, the forward nature of it all. So to me, it comes down to what sort of quarterback play, who's playing quarterback, what sort of quarterback play does Delaware get? Because I think Del- Delaware's pretty salty defensively. I think that'd be pretty good. And the Grizz offense is, is good. They looked great in the last couple weeks, but, but they're, they're still... They're still good, but they're, I wouldn't say that they're like the strength of the team by any means. The Grizz certainly mm-hmm. lean on their defense and their special teams. Mm-hmm. But that, that to me, is the number one matchup in the game is the Grizz defense is so hard to prepare for because mm-hmm. they, they mix it up so much in the box, so many different angles for pressure, and so many different guys bringing pressure. And then now they mix it up so much on the back end, too. That plus a true freshman quarterback, That's a it's, it's a tough scout on a short week for Delaware to turn around. Especially when you're not acclimated to the noise that will also add to that confusion. Like all of a sudden, some people don't realize there's a visual within the game that's called the people around the stands, coaching staffs, refs, that actually visually impair your ability to read sometimes oh, the defense. True. The sight lines are weird because the sidelines are so close. Exactly. So like the visual, like if you're not used to playing in a, in a situation like that, I liken it to basketball when you have a see-through backboard against a 
a sheer white wall. For sure. Your depth perception is off. I mean, you've coached high school hoops in Missoula. Yeah, I've seen it. Guess who always shoots well at Hellgate's gym? Hellgate. Guess who never shoots well at Hellgate's gym? Everybody Everyone else. <laughs> exactly. I've seen it. It's the science and sometimes an X-Factor backslash secret weapon. So the same thing uh, as far as, as sensory perception for quarterbacks. There's always a struggle. And then that offensive line guarantee at least two false starts due to noise. Welcome to Montana. Have a good trip on your way out. Uh, any thoughts on the uh, the game in, in Bozeman? North Dakota State, Montana State is the premier game. North Dakota State stubbed their toe early. They lost to North Dakota and South Dakota back-to-back weeks. Then they've been kind of surging since then. Mm-hmm. The Cats, they stubbed their toe at Idaho, and then they get their head Handed ripped off against them. Montana. Yet still, baseline, talent, program, prestige, resources, all that. These are two of the top four or five teams in the country. They just happened to play in the second round. Like, if things go according to plan, this is supposed to be the semifinals. Or totally. at least the this quarterfinals. This should be in the next week's game. At least next week's game or even two weeks from now. Oh, this is a good but one. But instead, it's right now. So, But I think that's the, the attitude both of the sides have to take, though, is, hey, we were going to have to play each other somewhere along the road let's to get, get to the national right championships. Now. Let's roll. Oh, dude, this is this game I'm watching. Like, close. Because this is the one. Both teams, you're both walking away with a bloody nose. Oh, yeah. Like, ain't no one coming out of this unscathed. Someone's going to walk away with a win. It's inevitable. But whoever's walking away with a win is limping away from this. It's such an enormous game for the narrative around Montana State's program, too. Because you come to Montana and you get just beat down. Then if you fold at home and have, I mean, they have the nation's longest home winning streak right now. They have not lost a home game since September of 2019. And if you get beat down at home, by the Bison, and now all of a sudden you have a whole offseason of people talking about your last two games you lost to the Grizz and the Bison, the two teams you hate the most. Totally. That's a long offseason. On the other side, though, you beat North Coast State no matter how you do it. If you beat them by one point or 20 point, whatever, you resurrected yourself after. You will enter Valhalla. I mean, yeah, you put the the, yeah. the beat down in the rear view. And, Behind uh, you. Now totally. here you are. You're in the final eight, and you got a lot in front of you. And you maybe even have a chance to come back to Missoula if things go right. For me, it's also it's it's a great game. Yes, I agree, and it's going to be a heavyweight, you know, fight a la Ali and Foreman. But better than that, for me, it's also uh, it's a narrative for the Big Sky Conference. For sure, uh, and I and I think that what people don't understand are the teams, the 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 four teams left in the Big Sky Conference that are here. That's right, us, Montana State, Sac State, yep. and Idaho. Yep. Like to me, it's a narrative. Like, hey, Big Sky's back, baby. And how about the how about the just the battle for supremacy? Because you got, I mean, the two leagues are the Big Sky and the Missouri Valley. That's totally. It. You got North Coast State, Montana State, yep. Missouri Valley versus Big Sky. Yep. You got Southern Illinois at Idaho, yep. Missouri Valley versus Big Sky. So State at South Dakota, Missouri Valley versus Big Sky. So there's a chance for both leagues to sort of affirm themselves as the kings after this weekend. And to me, it's on a micro, meso, and macro level culture. Yeah. Like, it's so, so much bigger. Like, I'm excited. I want the Grizz to win. I actually want Montana State to win because it's good for the Big Sky. It's good that's for right. this part of the country. It's good for you and I to keep talking. Like, no, that's exactly let's right. go. Um, but I, I, I do think it, it's, it's, it would be such a stamp um, on, on the rest of the playoffs going forward if um, not only Mon- uh, Montana State's able to win but the th- three other Big Sky teams are able to prevail, it, it would be such is such a statement and shot uh, heard across the FCS nation. We'll have it a final eight by the time we're back at it next week. But Rajiv Seabrook, thanks for kicking it, man. This is fun. Let's go. Hey, and hey, congratulations to thanks, you and your man. lovely bride. Uh, happy returns on that. Smile. Make sure you're proactive as a husband, not a reactive. Reactive husbands, you know what happens 10 years later? You're divorced. Be proactive. <laughs> hey. So, um... I have all the faith in both of you, man. Good luck. I love you very much. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for being here. I love you too, man. Uh, More on Nuanas now. Jeff Safford and Andrew Houghton will take you home here on this Friday. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio.
is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I don't even know how Coulter does it. We're so up against it here. I can never get this timing right. Uh, you're listening to Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana, as well as the ESPN MT app. Uh, Cam Miller coming up right now. NDSU quarterback Bison coming to Bozeman to play the number six seed Montana State Bobcats tomorrow at 1 p.m. Here's Cam Miller. We got a big-time matchup in Bozeman, Montana on Saturday. North Dakota State, Montana State seems like an annual occurrence these days. I think the fourth time in the last five years these teams have squared off in the playoffs. We're joined now by North Dakota State senior quarterback Cam Miller. Cam, thanks so much for joining us, man. Pleasure to have you. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. We're certainly happy to have you. Just take us back to the last time you saw Montana State. That was in the national championship game in 2021. What do you remember just about that game that afternoon in Frisco? I just remember being, you know, nervous going into the game. I had only played, I think, seven or eight games prior to that. Not a lot of experience. And then um, stepping into that venue as a freshman, a second-year freshman, was nerve-wracking a little bit. But uh, we had a third and long you know, on the first drive, and we converted and ended up scoring. And then after that, I was good. The nerves kind of went away. And, you know, I just remember the feeling after. And it was the best feeling in the world. But I do remember preparing three weeks up to that game and just watching how they play defense. Montana State played extremely hard. Guys were in the right spots, and everybody did their job. And I know that they're a very well-coached football team, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. That was sort of the beginning of, of your opportunities there at North Dakota State. How have you grown as a quarterback since then? Because you started a lot of games since then. Yeah, that would have been, like I think, my eighth or ninth start. And at the time, I was more of a game manager. I had a lot of guys around me. I wasn't extremely comfortable with the offense, so I was more of a game manager throwing underneath stuff. And uh, I think my game has evolved over the past few years of taking command of our offense and trying to be that guy for us. You know, I've always loved to make plays for our offense and, you know, I don't shy away from the spotlight being on me for sure. Well, it seems like that's been an evolution in your guys' offense as well. I've watched you several times this year and also just looking at the statistics. seems like you guys are putting a high priority on getting the ball all the way around to a ton of different playmakers and and you yourself, you're operating at such an efficient level. I think Coach Roll has done a tremendous job of distributing the football and finding new ways to get everybody involved. It's going to be a really tough job for him trying to get the ball to eight, ten different guys who are very capable of making big plays. Like, how do you take Cole Payton off the field? I mean, that's tough when, you know, he's breaking 75 yarders and he's probably one of the best athletes on our team. So, Coach Rule has just done a great job of integrating an offense that suits us best and gets our playmakers the ball out in space. So, because, you know, you got Rajon Nelson, Eli Green, Zach Mathis, all those guys are extremely dangerous with the football. You know, the vertical threats, too. So Coach Rule has done a great job of getting everybody involved and getting them the football. What else is similar and what else is different for uh, for this NDSU team compared to to ones in the past? I would say offensively, back in the day, we were more, I mean, we were going to probably throw it 10 to 12 times a game. That was going to be it. Opportunities were limited on the perimeter. Now I feel like we have a more balanced attack 50 50 maybe a little bit more run than pass but still i think there's more opportunities in the pass game now 
I feel like we're gelling at the right time and guys are bought in and doing their job. Cam Miller here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. He's a senior quarterback for North Dakota State as the Bison make their way to Bozeman, Montana, take on six-seeded Montana State. It's been a a long time since North Dakota State had to go on the road for a playoff game. I don't think anybody on uh, this squad is. I guess back in the spring season you guys experienced it. But, I mean, what's that dynamic like just uh, leaving the Fargo Dome and going on the road? I don't think it impacts us, really. I know that we do play really well on the Fargo Dome during the playoffs. Um, usually the playoffs run through Fargo, so this year has been a little bit different. But I think we have embraced that mentality of going on the road and playing tough teams. We sign up to play football, for, you know, to play in big games like this, and it's been set for us, and we're excited. The guys have embraced this opportunity to kind of have that underdog mentality. You know, we got nothing to lose. Guys are going to cut it loose and play fast. What's that dynamic like? Just sort of going from the the juggernaut, the, the you know, the target on your back, you know, to then trying to embrace the underdog mentality. How, how do you go about doing that? Is that even possible? I think just trusting the process, understanding and learning from our mistakes that we had made this season. And, yeah, you know, you lose three games in the regular season and it hurts, but we want to be playing our best football when it counts. I think the last three games we played our – played our best football so transitioning from possibly winning every game to losing a few you definitely don't take for granted winning as much you definitely understand that winning in college football is extremely difficult so we don't take that for granted here i just think our mindset is just focused on the process and getting better each and every day it doesn't matter who we play we're just going to be us and we're going to stay true to what got us here you mentioned a couple of those targets you got on the outside. I've, I've been particularly impressed with Zach Mathis. First of all, because he just stands out on the film so much. And Eli Green's also been a nice compliment to him, even though they're about a foot difference in height. So just having a couple yeah. of kind of diverse skill set guys uh, there on the outside, how much has that helped you? It makes it so much fun, and it makes my job a lot easier. Those guys are, are studs, and... You know, we put in so much extra time after practice and in the off season, and just to see them doing well during the games has just made me happy. And those guys are just playing fast, and it just makes it tough on defenses when you can move them around. You can put Zach Mathis in the slot. You can put him, you know, split out wide. You can move Rajah Nelson into the backfield or put him out wide. So moving guys in different spots, and they all do a fantastic job of understanding where they're at on the field and what they need to do. Cam Miller here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. He's the quarterback for the North Dakota State Bison as they come to Bozeman on Saturday. Last thing for you then, the main keys for North Dakota State for you guys to, to keep moving on here in this playoffs. We just emphasize the importance of ball security and taking care of the football. Can't turn the ball over against good teams and winning the line of scrimmage. I think we've done a really good job of that. Offense and defensive lines winning the LOS. I think those are two keys for us. You know, we got to take care of the football. We got to win the LOS. Cam Miller here on Nuanas Now. Cam, appreciate the time, man, and uh, I'll see you in Bozeman on Saturday. But best of luck this week. Thanks for being here. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. There you go. Big thanks to Rajim Seabrook, to Carolyn, Case Bolt, Jeff Safford, and to Cam Miller. Congrats to Coulter. That'll do it for us this week on Nuanas Now. Grizz Hockey coming your way at 8.15 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Radio. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Coulter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M-Store. 
proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool T-shirt. What's it like being on a T-shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a T-shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.